Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello everybody and welcome back to the P1 podcast. I do a bit of a variation every single time. I don't know. I don't plan it. It just happens. But welcome along, everybody, to a big old prediction. This one could break the internet if one of us gets this right. From 1st to 20th, Tommy, that would be quite the achievement. I'm also, there's also a tiny bit of me that is concerned that we've gone for exactly the same thing. (laughs) You're saying everyone's predictable. A little bit, and also we are very connected via the brain, so uh, I am kind of concerned. But at the same time, the odds of that is pretty much impossible. But I have a feeling we might have gone for the same maybe at the start and at the end. But let's see. Right, before we get into this, I think it's uh, a good time to read out a five-star review. This one is from Cleo Sports Stew from the UK. Now, if you want yours to be read out on this podcast, go leave us a five-star review. Let us know why. And you may well be picked if it's juicy enough. So have a think about how you would write it, because we pick out the best ones. Uh, So this one's from Cleo Sports Stew. The void in my life has been filled. Two voices so familiar. They're the podcast equivalent of Crofty and Brundle. Wish you all the best with this new venture and can't wait to listen to many, many, many more hours of decent and coherent and funny F1 content. The best mates I've never met. How much did you pay this man? I promise I didn't write that one. That is, that's one of our burner accounts, isn't it? Wow, that is that is quite the uh, quite the review. Thank you so much, Stu. Thank really you. appreciate that. And we will be in your ears for many, many episodes to come. Right, let's get into it then, shall we? Let's begin with P20. I have gone for Logan Sargent. Yes. Now, this might well be seen as slanderous considering Williams have actually been pretty good in pre-season testing. And I'm not saying now after seeing Sargent perform in testing that he is going to be finishing P20 every single race. However, there is a bigger challenge ahead and that's getting into the top 10. This is a championship prediction table. And I feel like even if Williams come out the blocks quite decent, they may well struggle to continue that development. A little bit like how we see Haas, I suppose, in the last few years. They might come out firing, but then they struggle to keep up with the other teams. You've got teams like Haas now that have cash money with their sponsor MoneyGram. Williams, I'm not so convinced. So that's why I'm going to lock in Logan Sargent. No one would be surprised that I've also gone for Logan Sargent in P20. People seem to get confused by hating and realism because at the end of the day, He's with a team who finished comfortably last in the Constructors' title. I don't think they're going to improve a huge amount. Um, He's a rookie against an underrated driver. So I don't think he's going to be terrible. But like you say, this is a championship. And 
you know, even if he's finished, look at look at someone like George Russell, right? He he had a great season, but didn't score a point in 2019, was it for Williams? So you, I realistically, I can't see anyone but Logan Sargent being P20. And Kubica actually beats him in the championship because yeah, of that, uh, the 2019 German Grand Prix. And you'd have to say that Russell outperformed Kubica pretty much all the time. But then the one moment a point came around, Kubica took it with both hands. Uh, so yeah, that is that is that is our reasonings. Okay, you you say that you know confused realism with being a hater. Tommy's just a realistic hater. All right, that's <laughs> <laughs> okay. We now move to P nineteen, and maybe we start to get a bit of a mix up. Hopefully, we haven't gone for the same lineup. Let's see. P nineteen. I've gone for Nick DeVries. Now this one, I have to basically back the fact that I predicted maybe he wasn't going to do so well this season. Um, I don't think Alpha Tauri are going to do particularly well this season. And this one might, you might think, oh, why have you not gone for Albon? But I think Albon last year was actually really good. And he took advantage of when that Williams worked and it didn't work that often, but it worked. Uh, I, especially with everything going on around Alpha Tauri, potentially it being sold, I just don't see them being fighting for points. Uh, so that's why I've gone for Nick DeVries. Being the rookie in the team as well, even though he doesn't want to be called a rookie, he's a rookie. Uh, P19. So P19, we have gone different. I've gone for Alex Alban. Uh, again, backing my prediction that Williams are going to struggle again. And I also, spoiler alert, don't think Alvatari are going to do that well. But I think the thing here is, I wouldn't be surprised if Albon occasionally would beat an Alpha Tauri and stuff, but you need those crazy races. If you think that reliability these days in Formula One, you don't get many races where you get a chance to get points re- realistically. Uh, and that was proved last year with, with Williams and the year before and the year before. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I think Albon will have a, a good season, but he can only do what he can in what I think is going to be the worst car on the grid so i've gone for 19th okay interesting stuff williams fans close your ears tommy does not believe in you we now go to 18th and this is where i have gone for alex alban i feel like he may well just have a few moments in the season for example monza had he been in the car then I reckon he may have got maybe a place or two above what Nick DeVries had, had managed, not to take anything away from DeVries. He did an amazing job. But Albon did have these moments throughout the season where he went, oh, you know, sometimes he'd finish 11th and he'd just miss out on on points. But I think there will be those moments where Alex Albon capitalizes on a car that actually works. Now, that Williams will probably not work for most of it. It had a very unique philosophy where it would just rock up one weekend and actually be on the pace. It's just those weekends that I think Albon will be able to to, uh, make the most of. Uh, And that's why, I mean, 18th place is nothing to write home about, but I think Albon will take that spot. So in P18, I have gone for, it pains me to say it, Yuki Tsunoda. I am backtracking already on my teammate comparison video. Uh, To be fair, I think it might be the only one that I've done this on. Uh, But yeah, I'm putting Tsunoda in P18. The more I think about it, the more I am worried for him this season. I think he might have a few crazy moments like he does um, and not score the points he needs. And this is the thing. I don't think he's going to necessarily be slower than De Vries. I just worry that 
maybe in those crazy races where AlphaTauri get that chance, he might do something like cut the pit lane line or his DRS stops working and he has to duct tape it back up and things like that. So uh, I'm now backtracking and going for Sonoda P18. Unbelievable, Tommy. How dare you change your opinion? I know. You do realise, right, online, when you make an opinion, that's it now. You can't be Forever. You can't be changed. Yeah. That's it. Years and years. Shocking. Unbelievable stuff. Okay, we now move to P17, and I've gone for Yuki Sonoda. I think that he's going to have a better season than DeVries. Uh, I'm going to back it. I'm not going to change my opinion, Tommy. All right? I'm going to back Sonoda. I feel like he just has, he has to step up, whether he will is up for debate. But I believe, I believe in Sonoda. He's had enough time now to bed himself into the sport. He does have the pace. He closed the gap to Gasly last year. Yes, he had some absolute shockers as well, but realistically on a pace level, uh, he was a match a lot of the time. So Yuki Sonoda, step up. He can think about his restaurant as well, you know, when he's in the car. Oh, I can finally maybe open that restaurant with a few more points finishes. P17. So P17, I've gone for Nick DeVries, uh, just one place ahead of Sonoda. And this is the reason I changed my opinion is kind of hearing more about Nick DeVries, um, particularly when we're watching testing and things like that. It sounds like he's got pretty amazing work ethic and dedication. I can just see him being maybe a bit more level-headed, even though he's the rookie, he's kind of more mature than Sonoda. And we saw it with his performance in Monza, where we can say he was driving a, a Williams at the time where it was their best race and all he had to do was beat Latifi. But he got that important point and didn't do anything silly like trying to overtake someone and costing them that point. And I feel like over a season, uh, De Vries might be that person when I mentioned about Yuki Snowder being the one that's cutting the pit, light, pit lane lines and things like that, that De Vries is the one that maybe just has a more solid result and has a wiser head to sit behind uh, a car in front maybe when he's in the points and just just bag the points that AlphaTauri will desperately need, I think, this year because I don't think they're going to do very well. Yeah, it's a fair opinion. I think that is certainly a reality that could occur, hopefully for my predictions. It doesn't because, you know, you've got to always be right with predictions. You can't... I've never, ever made a, a terrible prediction ever. No, uh, neither you've of got you, to... Right? Yeah, yeah. To be knowledgeable about Formula One, you have to know every single thing that's going to happen from start to finish. Yeah. Get every single winner right, every single second place, third place, fourth place. Otherwise, you just you don't know wheel. You you don't you don't pass <laughs> the gatekeeper test uh, if no. you don't get a full first to twentieth prediction right. Uh, okay, we now move to P sixteen. I'm going to lock in Kevin Magnussen uh, for Haas. As much as I did say that they are going to have a lot more cash money in the bank uh, i don't feel as though they are going to be particularly fast i think that they will have the odd points finishes and i think magnuson alongside holkenberg will be decent i think they'll, they'll have some good drives i just don't think has just yet even though they have more money to spend the fact that they are cutting down on their pit wall, for example, maybe suggests they don't have as much money in the bank as everyone is now suggesting with this MoneyGram sponsor. So I feel as though they'll have a, an average season. There won't be podiums for Haas, uh, and Magnussen will take 16th. So for 16th, I've gone for Valtteri Bottas. 
which is very far down the list, I think, for a lot of people. And wow, yeah, you've uh, wow, your eyes have lit up. Uh, so this is probably my one of my most controversial ones, but I just don't think Alfa Romeo are going to have a very good season. I can't see them improving uh, up the field much. Uh, I think the cars that I've put uh, ahead of them will be better, and I just I just don't see. Uh, Alfa Romeo kind of being this team that's going to suddenly overnight become amazing in time for for Audi to take over. So yeah, uh, and I'm back in my my prediction. I'm actually this time going to back my prediction from before about uh, the teammates and yeah, Bottas sixteenth. Good lord. Okay, that is. I'm so glad we're polarizing. It makes great content. Um, that I disagree with wholeheartedly, and I think you are completely washed. Um, and I will <laughs> cover that for anyone who is a Bottas fan as well. I've told Tommy now, so you don't have to tell him in the comments. Or you might be what you might want to as well. Um, okay. Wow. Goodness me. I, I'm just processing that one. Okay. We now move to P15, and I've gone for Hulkenberg. So that kind of matches uh, the Hass not believing in them, I suppose, approach that I've gone for in this prediction uh, format. Uh, I think Hulkenberg will have a better season than Magnussen. I think people will, as I've said before, realize that Nico is actually a very good driver, a very consistent driver, a solid midfield uh, competitor, and he will pick up the points when that has works. I'm not convinced it'll work all the time. Um, but yeah, I think Hulkenberg is a solid driver lineup for Haas, exactly what they need. But I don't think the car will be there. P15, I've gone for Zhou Guanyu. Uh, no surprise, really, as I mentioned, that I don't think the Alpha is going to be all that, but I think that Zhou is going to beat Bottas this year, not by a huge margin, but a few points. Uh, and yeah, he'll have his moments and show what he can do when their gearbox isn't failing. Okay. All right. Cool. Good, good stuff. Disagree again. But uh, now, to be fair, uh, my next uh, prediction, P14 is Zhou Guan Yu. So this is where the Alfa Romeos start to creep into my prediction. None of this washed Bottas stuff from, from Tommy, but, you know, each to their own. And I think Joe again, will will have a, a good season. I think he will have moments where he beats Bottas, like we saw last year. But I just have this feeling that he'll, ha he'll be riddled with problems again. And I feel as though Bottas in the, the state of mind that he's currently in, I feel like he's very free-flowing, a, a really happy man at the moment, that I feel like that will help his performances. Like when he announced that he was leaving Mercedes and then just started performing incredibly, I think that that mindset for Bottas can't be understated. Uh, so that's why Joe Guanyu will lose out to Bottas. And for me, he will uh, finish in, in P14. So P14 for me, I have gone for Kevin Magnussen. I think Haas will be in the midfield mix a lot more than they were last year. However, the reason he's in 14th is because I think he'll just, K-Mag will do K-Mag things, uh, like we've said so many times, and just, just occasionally he'll have his moments, but then also have his moments where he's taking his front wing off at, on the first lap and stuff. So P14 well for Mag. Okay, so you're back in Hulk as well. Love to see it. Good stuff. Yep. Didn't change your opinion. <laughs> nice. <laughs> P13 now. 
This one was difficult for me. Uh, I've locked in Lance Stroll uh, in the Aston Martin. Now, I was having to take into account how long he's actually going to be out for here because I am not convinced he is going to be back anytime soon if he has these broken wrists that have been reported so heavily. Uh, so I've taken that into account that potentially he might miss the first two or three races. Of course, we have a big break um, after the third round of the season, I think it is. Um, so that will give him a bit more time to to heal and whatnot. But for me, yeah, Lance Stroll won't perform to the level of what Fernando Alonso will this year. Uh, I think Stroll will be playing catch up, of course, with those first few rounds missed, in my opinion. He might be back for the first race, and this is complete rubbish. But it's difficult to, to predict that, and it's also difficult to, to predict how Stroll will be, because I think he will also take a little bit of time to bed in, as he's had no pre-season testing, so he comes back. You can't really expect a fully motivated Lance Stroll, who might be thinking, oh, but my seat might... Oh, wait, no, my seat won't be up for grabs because Lawrence Stroll owns the team. Uh, so, yeah, that's why uh, I've gone uh, with Lance Stroll P13. Okay, I thought my Bottas prediction was the most controversial, but actually I think this one might make your eyeballs pop out as well. So If, P13, if it's Leclerc, you can get in the bin, and I'm, I'm cutting this podcast off now. How did you know? Uh, no, P13, I have gone for Oscar Piastri. Now, I think this is... Uh, I thought he would do do better but since watching testing and the the awful start that mclaren have had i think someone like piastri as well who really needed mclaren to hit the ground running so he could get as much time in the car as possible without the wheel brows falling off and having all these problems they don't look particularly quick and i worry that they're going to have an absolute stinker of a season particularly at the start and they may well catch up eventually, but when you're a rookie, you kind of need the car to be good from the start. Um, so, yeah, uh, through some fault of his own, but I don't think a huge amount of fault of his own. I think Piastri, I've gone way down in P13. Well, it's not as controversial as you might think, as we now head to P12, and I've gone for Oscar Piastri. Uh, I feel as though, yeah, McLaren on the back foot massively i don't believe they'll be on the back foot for long especially if you literally go back one year ago they had enormous problems at bahrain but then they still managed to pick up some some decent points especially in in the hands of norris um piastri didn't have the cleanest of tests uh there were quite a few mistakes in there of course part of that being the mclaren not working properly but also part of it potentially pushing the car uh, a little bit too hard um but yeah i think they're going to be playing fight back once again on McLaren by the looks of things. I saw Will Buxton literally predict them 10th fastest, which I, I, I'm not quite on the on the believing that they are the no, slowest car headline on shout. the grid. Um, I think they're probably more around 6th or 7th fastest car uh, when everything is is uh, is put on the on the plate, on the table uh, this time. Well, in what, five days time qualifying? Goodness me. Can't wait! Uh, but yes, P12 for me for Oscar. I think it's going to be a difficult season for McLaren and especially for him betting into the sport. It's if you also as well, you think of how good Norris is right now. If we actually turn back to when Norris first joined formula one, he was nervous. He was tentative. He didn't want to pass. I remember in Australia, for example, he was stuck behind. I said, I can't, it was a Joe Fernandez. I can't remember. There was somewhere. Yeah, and, and there was, he just yeah, didn't want to make that. any overtakes. And then you look at what he is now. He's developed incredibly. So, 
Oscar could have that same curve where he's not the most impressive in those first few races, but then start to kick into gear. Yep. So P12, I've gone for Nico Hulkenberg. I think he's going to score a good amount of points. I feel like Haas will be good at the start of the year. And that's when he's going to lock in quite a few points. I think he's going to do what they should have done last year. Said it so many times, but should have done last year when um, that car was good. And Hulkenberg, I think, is the man to be picking up like P8s, P9s, P7s occasionally when uh, there's races um, that go in in his favor. Uh, Not not podiums, but uh, the points scoring and this is a championship prediction, so that's why he's so high up on the list. Well done, Hulkenberg. If that happens, that's a very lovely season. If he's come yeah. back to Formula One and and done that, that would uh, secure his seat for a few more years, I am sure. Okay, let's move to P11 now. And I've gone for Pierre Gasly. I'm not convinced, as much as Alpine, and we spoke about it in our testing roundups, really anonymous Um, But I don't think we can just immediately say they aren't going to have pace because the the regulations haven't changed a huge amount and Alpine were, by the constructors' standings, the fourth fastest over the course of the season. Um, I think Gasly kind of mixing in with the fact that I actually don't think he's going to have a great season uh, moving into this new French outfit at Alpine. Um, I still think he will beat the likes of Piastri, Stroll, etc. because the car will be good enough for him to pick up points uh, on a, on a regular basis. So, so that's where I've gone for, for Pierre Gasly. We seem to agree with everything Gasly related this year, because I've also gone P11 Pierre Gasly. Uh, like I said, I think uh, I said it'd be the biggest flop. Um, I think that's in more in comparison to what I think his teammates going to do. And uh, yeah, Alpine are a weird one because we didn't really get a gauger of how good they were in testing. Um, but I just can't see him finishing ahead of the people that I've put further. So P11 for Gasly. Sad times. Sad times for Gasly. Uh, we hope it goes better for him, but let's see. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We now get into the top 10. This is where the money is made. For me, P10 goes to Valtteri Bottas. I think, as I say, he's going to have a solid season. Uh, I think that 
as I say, his mentality, he just, he looks good. He's having fun. He has a silly testing helmet. I just feel like he is the most relaxed Bottas you can have. And let's not forget, all right, Tommy, this time last year, he was banging it in like an absolute legend at the start of the year, picking up points left, right, and center. Then the car fell away. Bottas's performances fell away a little bit as well. Perhaps lost a bit of motivation, but he's back. Valtteri, don't forget how good he is at qualifying as well i'm fully on the bottas hype train forget the ferrari hype train let's get a top 10 finish for bottas and prove tommy wrong let's go wow yeah we've really gone opposite ends of the scale with that one uh p10 i have gone for lance stroll now this is a really difficult one like you said i kind of undenied where to put him higher or not but uh it changed because i do think the aston's going to be good but then he's going to miss a few races, potentially. Uh, time of recording, obviously, we still don't know if he's going to miss the Bahrain Grand Prix. Um, but if he does, you've got to think that's probably going to be Saudi, maybe Australia as well. Then he's got that recovery time. So a few races that he's going to miss there. Um, and sorry, but I can't put him too high because he's not he's stroll and he's not particularly set the world on fire has he uh with his performances so even if that aston is good um i just don't don't see him sort of he's just going to be that sort of like bottom of the midfield guy that that creeps into to get quite a few points finishes so yeah p10 for stroll okay we now move to ninth place and i've gone for yes frank esteban ocon uh, I think that he's going to have a better season, as I said, that, than Gasly. I'm not convinced the Alpine's going to be lightning quick like uh, like it was last year. But hey, it's only testing. Don't make too many assumptions. But here's me making lots of assumptions. Uh, I'm going to back Ocon uh, for P9. I think he is going to have another solid season. Uh, beat his teammate again. I know Alonso hate, uh, fans are going to hate that, Tommy. Oh, he had loads of liability problems. Ocon still had a good season last year. And I think he'll have another one this year. I do wonder whether that teammate rivalry will overload. Ocon does love a bit of spice with his teammate. So uh, I wonder if there might be a few points lost there as well, which might impact him fighting uh, 8th, 7th and so on uh, in the driver's standings. But ninth will still be a a good season, I would say. Uh, But to be fair, when I'm actually looking at my rundown i don't actually know who will finish fourth in the constructors because i've basically got a driver from each team doing pretty well uh and then the other one not doing so great so it could be close hopefully that's what we want that nice midfield battle i've gone in p9 for lando norris um yeah quite quite low down i think for me i just think mclaren aren't going to be any good and particularly at the start of the year uh, the reason he's so much higher than Piastri is because I do think, yeah, Lando Norris will do Lando Norris things and put that car absolutely, uh, you know, where it shouldn't be realistically. Because uh, I don't think that car is going to be any good for maybe the first four or five races in particular. Uh, so he's going to lose out on a lot of points there. And then I wouldn't be surprised by the end of the season or uh, if he's consistent point scoring, finishing P7 all the time, maybe sneaks one podium in the year. But I just worry he's going to get left behind with how dreadful that McLaren looks uh, now from testing. 
but it's only testing. <laughs> it certainly is. Good caveat right there. Okay, P8 for me is Lando Norris. He's one of those drivers that just makes the difference. And I think as soon as that car is good or good enough, he'll be picking up points. Uh, the fact that, you know, I've said this before, but that that ridiculous stat of him being in the top five of percentage uh, inside the top 10 finishes uh, of all time, uh, that that says a lot about what he can do. I know he hasn't had as many races as a, as a lot of drivers, but you can't also, you can also say that the McLaren has been a dog at times since he's been there. So the fact that he can make the difference is, is a key thing there. Um, and I also, you know, as much as McLaren might look rubbish at the start, again, last year, they picked it up and Norris was able to score points. So for me, yeah, I think Norris will, will get P8. And I think Tommy is going to be putting his smug face on because if he does the calculations, then his prediction of a certain someone being in the top seven uh, has also become true in my side of the predictions. So P8, I've gone for Ocon. Uh, I think SD Bestie is going to have another good good season. I think he'll just be a consistent point scorer, put in those performances like he did this year where kind of unexpectedly, and I, I do genuinely think he's going to absolutely trounce Gasly. Uh, we shall see. But uh, I could just see Ocon being uh, that kind of, what do you call him, a silent assassin or something where he's just underrated just putting in those points and yeah i think p8 would be a, a good good result for him it certainly would we now move to p7 yes come on tommy pull the smug face i've gone for fernando alonso i am so excited to see what this aston martin can do i i pray that this is right. I pray actually that I'm wrong, that he's even higher up the driver's standings than this, because seeing a Fernando Alonso energized, fighting it with the top dogs is exactly what every single person wants. If you like entertaining racing, like the absolute tenacity and aggression that Fernando Alonso would bring. If that Aston Martin can get podiums, it, it will, it will blow everyone's minds. That man will be the most, dive bomby person i think we can ever see like i can't wait i really hope so uh, but if it's not that good it still looks decent and fernando alonso is very much known for getting the most out of a rubbish car and if the car's half rubbish at times but half good alonso will be picking up the points i'm sure as long as it doesn't blow up all the time p7 no surprise I have stuck with my prediction, which I'm really hoping is an absolute worldy of a prediction, uh, because no one, no one believed it at the start. But after testing, big hype. Uh, I've also gone for Fernando Alonso. I am just praying with every bit of my body that this is actually true, and that's Martin are going to be good because Alonso in the mix would just be so damn good for F1, like you say, and. Um, I have never been more hyped as I watched a video after testing and Ted Kravitz, uh, his prediction was he watched Alonso's race pace and he thought they looked as good as the Mercedes, which got me absolutely buzzing for the season. If he is anywhere near them, I am going to be absolutely unbearable on the watch alongs and I don't, I am not going to apologize for it. 
Matt P1 so. Tommy on Twitch, if you want to come and watch <laughs> along with us uh, for qualifying and race days, we will be there. Tommy will go from a Verstappen fanboy to an Alonso fanboy. Can you imagine if we get wheel to wheel Alonso and Hamilton week in, week out? Oh, my oh, goodness my me. That is yeah. an absolute tantalizing prospect. So, yeah, Alonso P7, please. Uh, and, well, higher if possible, but uh, I'm P1. trying to be realistic. <laughs> yeah, trying to be realistic. Uh, and, and that's P7 now. Like, that's a realistic thing that is yeah, uh, apparently true. could happen. Okay, we now go to the top six, where we both have all three of the top teams still left to choose from. For me, P6 is George Russell. I believe that Mercedes, oh my God, as much as in my head, I was thinking Hamilton surely is going to win. It's going to come back. Mercedes are going to figure out this, this bloody philosophy that they've been trying to make work for for over a year now. Uh, but it doesn't look like it's good enough. Again, every onboard we saw of the Mercedes, it just looked like they were wrestling it. It didn't look convincing. Uh, and for that reason, I can't see Russell any higher than sixth. I've also gone for George Russell P6. I just don't believe that Mercedes is going to be all that uh, this year, which is a shame because we want to see him in that in that mix and the more people at the front, the better. But I'm just not, not convinced that... I know Russell had a great season last year, but I think Hamilton will have the edge on him. And I just... I just don't don't have faith uh, in Mercedes uh, at the moment, which is a crazy thing to think after eight years of just going, uh, even when they were having trouble in testing last year, I was one of those people that's like, nah, they've won the championship, easy. I don't believe it for, for a second. Uh, but here we are again, thinking that Mercedes might not be all that. Yeah, potentially the third fastest car, maybe fourth fastest at the start of the year, potentially, if Aston Martin are very much in the mix. So there'll be no surprise. The P5, I've gone for Lewis Hamilton. I think that, again, he will, he'll beat George Russell over the course of the year, in my opinion. It also depends on how experimental Hamilton's going to be for how long of the season. Because realistically... If Mercedes are the third fastest car and quite far off Red Bull and Ferrari, they may well go down the route of just trying to figure out again what's gone wrong with the car and how they can make an experimental setup work. Uh, so perhaps Russell might beat Hamilton at the start of the year like we saw last year. So we'll have to wait and see on that one. But again, similar with, with Russell, Mercedes just in general, just don't look as quick as I had hoped they would be to get in the mix with, with Ferrari and Red Bull. And it's a shame because it's such an eye-watering, eye mouth-watering prospect to have those three teams with those th uh, six drivers getting involved with each other. It just is such an amazing lineup for those three teams. But Mercedes look like they've fallen short again. So I have gone a little bit different and gone P5, Carlos Sainz. I just think that this is not to say that I don't think science will be closer to Leclerc, um, but uh, spoiler alert, I think there's a driver uh, that's going to just kind of be above him, as you know, because he's not there uh, and and make the difference. So Carlos Sainz, P5, but I think it, I, I could envision it being very close, uh, kind of like what we had this uh, last year gone by, where kind of between fourth fifth six like it's swapping around and quite gonna say quite we're gonna close. get to like suzuka we're gonna have a battle for fourth graphic between you can see it Hamilton, drive to survive Sainz. already can't you <laughs> yeah. 
there'll be there'll be clipping like Hamilton crossing the line and Drive to Survival cut to him celebrating his like sixth world title to show that he's buzzing with P4. There'll um, be a team radio. You are the vice, vice, vice champion. <laughs> but yeah, I've gone gone for science. Uh, that's not to say I don't think he'll be closer to Leclerc this year. Uh, and I, I don't think but you just think Ferrari same... are going to be closer to Mercedes over the course yeah, of the year than they exactly. were last year. Yeah, they might not have the the electric start that they had uh, this year. Uh, which is sad to see. Stop even saying it out loud, Tommy. It hurts, okay? I'm trying to believe, but <laughs> we move to P4, and it is Carlos Sainz for me. I think that he's going to have a better year than last year. He's had a year now to bed himself into that Ferrari atmosphere, and I think he did a pretty good job, to be fair. Well, he's been obviously there a little bit longer than that, but in terms of the new car and whatnot, he took a little bit of time to to get used to that, that Ferrari car. Um, but once he did... He was he was on the pace towards the end of the year uh, with Leclerc. Yeah, I think P four is is a solid shout for signs. I think Leclerc over the course of a season will outperform him. Um, but yeah, no higher than fourth, unfortunately for me. So P four, I've gone for Hamilton. I think that the Merck, like I said about about Russell, I don't think it's going to be all that. But I think Hamilton will make the difference uh, on certain races where he can despite what some people believe where they don't think he's very good in a not a very good car, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, he's he's shown that last year, uh, particularly say things like Hungary and stuff, he, he got that car to where it shouldn't be. And then he hit that stage and he was finishing P2 all the time, it seemed, behind, behind Verstappen again. So I think Hamilton's going to make the difference in the points, despite the Mercedes not being all that but i just hope uh for my theory to work we're gonna have to see a, a, a another season where hamilton's not the one like you say doing all these experimental things to try and uh improve the car because if he is then he's probably going to be p6 but i think he will though that's that's the thing right if if mercedes are off the pace hamilton's not He'll here to, to fight no. for fourth in the championship or third he wants to win or nothing uh, so I can very much see him going down that route again. Uh, and I, I'm sure Mercedes, to keep him happy, will allow him to almost sacrifice race weekends in order to try and figure out the car. Because realistically, Mercedes, again, aren't there to fight uh, for third or second in the constructors. They want to be winning. Um, so it will be very, very interesting if we see uh, Q1 exits and so on uh, from Hamilton like we saw in Saudi last year. But uh, yeah, I think it'll be close between Hamilton and Sainz. We now move to third place, and this hurts me a lot. Charles Leclerc. Now, my heart was saying, and is still saying, there's there's hope. There's still hope there until we get to qualifying and Verstappen's on pole by six-tenths of a second, is that Ferrari might still have something. Maybe. Fingers crossed. But my brain is overriding me for this particular thing because it's proper predictions. And I feel like if I'm going to go on the record and write something down, I have to be true to what my Formula One brain says without any emotion. And it is Charles Leclerc in P3. It looks as though Ferrari are behind Red Bull. Red Bull look so ominous, so good. Like they're on boards. They just, it just looks flowing. And especially Perez on the last day, it just, it just seems to be clicking. You put Verstappen behind the wheel. I think he's going to be clear this season, uh, which 
Ah, it's not good. It's not good if you want to see one a Charles Leclerc world title. The amount of the amount of clips I've seen of people going, oh, men only want one thing. And then it cuts to a crofty edit of Charles Leclerc as champion of the world. And it's so beautifully edited as well that it actually sounds real. And I'm like, no, maybe, maybe it will be this year. But I can't see it. it they And Ferrari needed to be ahead going into Bahrain like they were last year. Doesn't seem that way. Still fear the whole tyre degradation in races. Yeah, P3 for Charles Leclerc for me. Ouch. Testing hit you hard. Um, yeah, I've also gone in P3 for Charles Leclerc. Just, I think he'll get, you know, a few wins, maybe a few more poles like he did. Wins? Uh, I'm not even that hopeful at this point, but yeah. Really? On. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean... Yeah, I think that there'll be moments where I think he'll, maybe, maybe dare I say it's when Red Bull have issues, is he's going to be the one to pick up the pieces. But um, yeah, Charles Leclerc uh, down in P3, I say down in P3, still high up, but not not kind of after testing, it's really hard to look past Red Bull and how incredible their test was and that car just looked absolutely ridiculous. So um not really much of a surprise for the next uh, two. No, uh, I, clearly for the top six, I've gone two by two by two, as you may well have uh, noticed. So in second place in the championship, I've gone for Max for no, Sergio Perez, of course, Sergio Perez. I mean, come on. Uh, I think Perez, from, from the looks of things, the Red Bull does look like it's a step clear of everyone else. I believe... Perez will just pick up the points, pick up the podiums, pick up the one-twos behind Verstappen, and that will be enough to secure him vice champion of the world. And, you know, I'm over it, whatever, don't care. You know, Charles Leclerc's going to have to relinquish that title, which is not going to be great. He's going to have to be vice vice champion, which, you know, still sounds good, but uh, it's, uh, it's not ideal. Uh, but, yeah, I think Perez, he'll be good enough to pick up the points. I think they will be quite close, maybe, between Leclerc and Perez. Um, just purely because of how close I guess they were last year and and whatnot. And I think Leclerc can pick up maybe quite a few second places this year. I'm not convinced about beating Verstappen unless he, he breaks down. Um, so yeah, Perez, vice champion of the world. <laughs> I've also gone for Sergio Perez P2. Uh, no surprise there really after after last season but it's going to be interesting if um well i say it's going to be interesting if red bull and miles clear it's not going to be interesting if red bull and miles well, clear for you however, max cape yeah <laughs> however obviously if we do get a situation again where the red bull is quite far ahead um reliability is going to come into it and it'd be interesting to see uh, if kind of last year ferrari were a bit closer so when verstappen had issues it was kind of between Leclerc might have got a win. Science obviously got that win that time as well. Uh, Checo got got wins as well. But if it gets, it's going to be interesting that when uh, kind of those races where Verstappen does have an off day, if the Red Bull's so far clear that it's just an easy Perez win, or we're going to have a, a nice battle between between the other guys. Um, yeah, God, that Red Bull. Uh, even as a as a fan of Max Verstappen, it is just a little bit concerning because I don't want him to run away with run away with it. So, come on, Aston, give me the Alonso Verstappen. I love how Aston's <laughs> our, our only hope. Like, 
<laughs> That's our only hope left is Aston Martin. Who would have, who would have thought that last year? Jeez. Uh-huh. But yes, uh, I, I'm convinced it's going to be Perez picking up the pieces. Um, but we will see. That's the. This is. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna turn this into a good thing. Is that our expectations are through the floor, which means anything closer than a Verstappen 23 and 0 whitewash of the entire field is a good season. That's what I've convinced <laughs> myself. Fair. <laughs> Oh, goodness me, what's happened? Only a few weeks ago, I was like, yeah, Charles Leclerc. And then I watched testing and the onboards of the Red Bull and went, oh, God, that it just looks yeah, like it's on rails. As well. They didn't even have a setup uh, kind of, I mean, that's kind of Max being Max anyway, where he goes straight out of the pits and set in the quick laps, but they didn't even... Uh, take any time to sort of and this is the thing when when it was ferrari ahead sorry matt but when it was ferrari ahead you always felt like the other teams would catch up i remember those days whereas when it's red bull ahead that they're normally the ones even even in the eras of mercedes dominance they were the ones that even when they started the year slow they were the one developing and improving throughout the year so sorry to bring it back to oh no but dread to think if they're this good out the blocks how good they're going to be by the end of the season but who knows with their wind tunnel time uh that's been slashed uh and will keep getting slashed if they keep winning as well as well as maybe yeah exactly uh and it's the fact that that particular reduction is more going to lean towards stopping their development as opposed to how their cars coming out the blocks now, because of course they've had time to to prepare for this previously. So um, we'll see. Maybe Ferrari stage a comeback. <laughs> Who am I kidding? Anyway, that is it. Thank you everybody for watching or listening to Who, this. P one. We didn't actually say for the purpose of the video and the pictures actually appearing on screen. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> it's because we spoke about him. I, I thought it's not a surprise said it. to anyone. <laughs> Sorry, let me try again. For P1, I've gone for Max Verstappen. He is the inevitable. He has got every infinity stone in his in his gauntlet. He's going to click his fingers, and it's going to be a 23-0 Max Verstappen whitewash. He's going to win every single race of the year. Can you tell I'm trying to jinx it? Um, and look, it, he is the best driver on the grid right now. And if the car is what it suggests it is from testing, he'll be world champion. There's no doubt in my mind. Zero. Yeah. Uh, You can work out that I've also gone for P1, Max Verstappen, even as the pessimistic Verstappen fan that never puts in P1 in any predictions ever. It's very hard to... Uh, go against it right now with how that test went how he was performing last season and might even have a better car than than last year particularly at the start of the season which was at the point that he struggled uh or at least with reliability and uh, getting that car to how he liked so yes ominous 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 is the uh going to be the buzzword i think for for red bull at least for the start but whether that uh budget cap um and wind tunnel time sort of affects their development uh, we'll have to wait and see we certainly will 
Max just happened to make it the three-peat. That's what we both reckon. Uh, so let us know in the comments if you're watching on YouTube. We'd love to see your your top 20 or, or just send us a message on social media. And uh, that is pretty much it. Thank you so much for, for watching or listening uh, to this 20th to first prediction video. We're going to be doing predictions every single race weekend on the Thursday. So you can look forward to that both on podcast and on YouTube as well. We'll be live streaming on Twitch, Matt P1 Tommy, uh, for the watch-alongs of the qualifying and the race. And we're going to be live as well for free practice one uh for this particular grand prix weekend so look forward to that that is it thank you so much everybody we'll see you very soon for another max verstappen masterclass of a season okay bye bye you're not in pain at all are you nope <laughs> nope <laughs> the copium is fine off. i'm getting i'm getting used to it now right okay the heartbreak's all red it's already shattered and it can, it can heal by halfway through the season. P1 is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network.